0: this is cultural quarter of an hour and i'm charlotte foster every week we will be exploring the culture of stoke-on-trent and the surrounding area Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. Today, I am in Longton Market where it is uh, a little bit busy as everyone gets ready for their Christmas shopping. Lots of people are coming and going. And um, one, one stall that is relatively new and hoping to make a bit of an impact is a stall called Life Unwrapped. I've come to find out a little bit more about exactly
1: what is going on here. My name is Jenny. I am the owner and creator of Life Unwrapped in Longton Market.
0: Tell me about life unwrapped then. What, what is it?
1: We are a package-free store, so you can get um, teas and coffees, oils, syrups, dried foods, and um, kitchen cleaning equipment and bathroom uh, accessories as well. so and we do them without the packaging or the plastic.
0: Why Why, why is that so important to you?
1: Um, It's important to me just because um, I'm a mum and I just started to notice that everything we bought was kind of packaged in plastic and my little boy was doing um, something about the environment at school and we were looking at YouTube videos and we found the one with the little turtle getting a straw pulled out of his nose and I never really thought about it and it just kicked off a whole new conversation um, between me and him that then you know what kids like they then not like to hold you accountable for things um, so we started on our plastic free journey that way by, uh, by stopping having straws and then it was oh I can't buy this mum because it was in plastic and he really was like the catalyst for it all and then it just got to a point in our own lives where we couldn't physically do more for ourselves to cut out our plastic consumption unless we had the dried food goods that we ate, not in plastic. And um, I just jokingly said once as a conversation, in a conversation that I was gonna start my own store, and then three months later we did.
0: (laughs) It's funny, isn't it, how quite often it's it's a joke or an offhand comment that that leads you down a path that you, you, you weren't expecting. How has it been setting up? Obviously we're in Long Term Market. What what's the what's that three month journey been like for you? I say three months. It was probably more like a year in the sense
1: that I have dabbled with it, and then it's looking for ways to do it. Um, obviously finances are come into play, the right environment, um, and also the right time. Because if if I had have done it a year before, I don't think it would have gone down very well because people like my friends are literally bored of me talking about the fact that they have a plastic water bottle or they haven't got a bamboo toothbrush and they were sort of getting to the point where they would text me or, and random strangers would inbox me on Facebook and things for they've heard through a friend that I do this so they've they didn't know about it so they cut something out of their you know like they'd take a canvas bag instead of a carrier bag or my friend bought her own stainless steel straw my other friend would go shopping and take a basket rather than bags um and so it kind of started from there we setting up was the easy part once you've got it getting the finance for me it was quite traumatic because I just'm not somebody that likes to sit down and write business plans, so I had a lot of help with that um, from people that actually knew how to do them and um, finding suppliers was fun in some ways because you like I learned so much more than I thought actually went into things, but at the same time. Um, it can be quite traumatic because you think (laughs) how confusing can it be (laughs) so um, the process of it has been a real learning curve and 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 something exciting and terrifying at the same time once we've actually set up and got everything going it's been fine like we've been really welcomed on the market by all the storeholders the management team um, the councillors and, yeah,
0: customers absolutely love it. Like, we've had really good feedback. Talking of customers, I think there's someone out there who wants to have a, have a chat, so we'll just pause for a moment. Hello. Hello. Hi.
1: What about? Yeah. Was
0: it all right? So we just had a customer, and uh, he came along and he had his own jar. Do people have to have their own containers to come here then?
1: No. So part of our um, tagline is reduce, reuse, recycle. So, um that's where I wanted to like bring the community into it. So we, um, I set up on Facebook. I just put a plea out for anyone that had jars, um, because to me, I wanted to make it accessible to the whole community. And I love the fact that the most um, stores like do supply the jars, and you have to buy them. And if you want the matching ones, like that's really great. But for some people, adding that little extra price on top to start with is quite a hard thing when you've just got like an old jam jar at home um so yeah loads of people brought me loads of people brought me glass jars (laughs) i have hundreds and um they were all washed out some labels were taken off some weren't which is fine um And then we just rewash them all just to make sure. And then we have a basket out the front of the shop and people can just come along and take one of them and get them started. Um, Or they can bring their glass jars down. We've got some paper bags for um, some things, but obviously little bits aren't always relevant. Like you can't put a liquid in a bag <laughs> so you don't really want to have your maple syrup no. in, a, in a paper bag do you <laughs> No. so we've got um, little jars for them and we just use the jugs to um, weigh them out and then fill them on that one and um, and we just encourage people if you can bring them because then if you've got it at home already that's your reuse side of it so um, particularly with things like a washing up bottle A lot of people say like oh you know I just threw one out and you think well if you've got it and you know that we're here you can just bring that one you can continue to reuse it until it starts to break down and sort of looks a bit impossible to use now which on average is probably about 10 times depending on how thick the plastic was to start with so and then after that it can go in your recycling after that.
0: So you're not going to be looking down on people who are using plastic, but reusing it and getting it out there. It's not It's not snobby here, is it, is what I'm trying to say? No. Um,
1: that was really important to me because, um, for instance, bread bags, it, it is quiet unless you go to a bakery. Um, and even sometimes in a bakery, the bakery themselves will put, them in plastic bags because that's the wonderful thing about plastic is that it is convenient but the one thing that is wonderful about it is also the thing that's destructive so for me if you need to buy your bread in a bread bag which let's face it if you have a family it's the most easiest way to to buy your bread why can't you reuse that bag like I started when I first started on the journey just washing that out and then instead of buying like You know you get the sandwich bags, I used to use them for the freezer, Um, instead of buying them I would just reuse my bread bags and then you just kind of make little efforts like that. It doesn't have to be an all in and I think that's when a change comes around that's where people fail is that they want to do everything straight away and I find it better to pick one thing that is sustainable
0: for you and make that work for you then that's really similar to what I did. I uh, this year I um, made my new year's resolution was to not buy or not use a, a throwaway coffee cup. Uh, so I bought my reusable coffee cup. I've taken it with me everywhere I go and I know that it's a save me money because if I've been out and not had my cup then I've not had that coffee. Um, and and see also, also it be also you save money when you reuse them. And I think Do you know what even if that's just one me doing that and then if somebody's you know it's me and my husband have sort of had that attitude wherever physically possible we've not used it i thought well actually that's one little thing then i'll make the next step is not to buy the plastic bottles of pop and then that's my next step and build it up and build it up because every little does help so someone was coming in today to have a look and this is the beginning of their plastic free journey or their journey to becoming plastic free we've already mentioned that one step at a time is a good way to to start things but what would you what would you suggest to them um
1: it would really depend on the individual um so i'd probably just have a chat with them and see what sort of things they like um for me personally we started with a straw so it was literally just about um saying no when we were out and about we didn't want the straw and then we bought one uh, a stainless steel one and then you get to the point where sometimes it's really hard to inflict a change because unless you'll know with your coffee cup you're human so sometimes you go out and you forget it and it's about actually forgiving yourself for forgetting it so if we would like my little boy is a little boy who you know who likes to have straws now and then but the way I'd get around is I'm not going to say no if I've forgotten it it's my fault it's not his fault so we would get the straw and then we'll just take that straw home we'll wash it and we reuse it so I've got a massive collection of straws at home now because I'm human and I'm busy so sometimes we do and it's the same with others so if they're somebody that actually has a really busy life and perhaps would forget their water bottle or their coffee cup then that might not be the best thing to start with but um the next change for me was um the toothbrush so we just changed the toothbrush um and then we started pick a room i suppose is the best advice i would give to somebody um and if you're in a family who aren't quite sure if they all want to change focus on yourself first and start the change with yourself and see how sustainable that is and it leads to a conversation which then leads to other people wanting to know what they could do um Yeah, that's probably the only advice I would
0: give—the easiest advice. (laughs) You're based here at Longton Market. How? What kind of reaction have you had from people using the market? Because traditionally, the marketplace is somewhere where people go to buy the the fruit, the veg, and everything, and that comes always quite often without the plastic.
1: Yeah, we've we've been really, really well received. I've got to say, I'm really—I was so nervous. Um, I was saying earlier about the right time I knew in my heart that I had picked the right time I'd kind of planned to be open earlier um, by like a month, I wanted to open in the September um, it just unfortunately didn't work out that way but I knew I had the right timing um, as in the the for the public reception obviously.
0: the mood of the public?
1: Yeah, yeah because there was change and you know you've I have to give credit to David Attenborough for the putting out Blue Planet, but there was um, a documentary which came out recently um, on the BBC again that was all about the plastic and how it had gotten. I'm really sorry, but I've forgotten the name of it. But um, that actually started filming a year before Blue Planet came out. So it was about to be a bigger topic. And, of course, you know, Parliament are talking about it and they've... Sky Ocean Rescue have done a a massive campaign since 2017 and and they're really kind of the spearhead of a lot of it. So I knew that public perception was changing by the way that they were talking to me personally. So on Instagram, I'm known as Crazy Plastic Lady and I would have people who would have followed me but don't know me personally suddenly start saying, How can I change this? Um, Where can I get that? I wish there was a shop here. And the mood had changed very much. And here, the traders have been so supportive. They've all come in, had a look at the store, bought things, um, asked me what I think they could do with certain areas of their business if they've got it um, i've had local businesses come in and talk about their consumption and how actually their manufacturers can't physically change the way that they do it so how what are ways that they can discuss with manufacturers that they get their suppliers for to change it the management have been absolutely amazing and the public well we get, we get people travel from, I've had people from Stone, people from Stafford, Newcastle. I've had one lady from Manchester, because we're the closest to her. Um, and yeah, local people all, are all in. The older generation remember it from when they were shopping like that anyway. So I've learned a lot of things from them because they come in and, and they like to reminisce and sort of go through things and you pick up little tips from them which is really handy and and younger generations they're they're learning about it in schools they're looking more at the environment in school these days so it's a really good starting point for them to talk to their parents and then you know it it just it's a good conversational starter so from that point of view we're getting a lot of interest and once people understand what it is they do come back and sort of say, oh, I think I'm going to try this today. So, yeah, we have I'm really happy with the way that we've been received. And I couldn't be more grateful, really.
0: We are approaching Christmas, a time of consumption, a time of just... I'm going to say the word tat. <laughs> I don't mean tat necessarily in a bad way, but there is a lot of extra stuff around. What would be your Christmas wish?
1: Um my christmas wish for myself or in general both go for it you can be you can have two um my christmas wish for myself this year is that i have less packaging than i did last year which i didn't actually have a lot last year because we we were on it but this year i've even managed to get my turkey not coming in plastic Um, and my peas are not coming in plastic so that was for me like a huge thing Um, in general just that more people are conscious buyers and that they really put the value in what Christmas should be about which is family the experience and not on tat (laughs) and uh, you know plastic tat and just have a little bit more of a conscious shop when they're doing it. Yeah. Really. Hope
0: you enjoyed the podcast. As always. Uh I had fun talking to Jenny. She made me a lovely cup of tea. Chocolate tea. I mean, that's like two of my favourite things in the world. Chocolate and tea. Worth a visit for that alone. As always, the podcast is coming out every Wednesday. We will have a a little bit of a a break over Christmas, don't worry about that, I'll tell you more uh, nearer the time. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, tell me what's going on, tell me what you're up to, or just let me know what you think, then you can do so on social media, cultural quarter in hour podcast is the Facebook page at CQH pod is the not Facebook page, uh, the Twitter page. And of course you go to the website. We're back up and running with a blog. Woo. Uh, the website address is cqhpod.co.uk And remember subscribe to the podcast. And while you're subscribing, give us a little rating and um, maybe some five stars or four, four's all right, but you know five a bit better in the meantime, speak to you soon.